Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean O' Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. If you're listening to this episode on the day it dropped, that means you have exactly four days to get your life together. Let me let you know that if your spouse is pregnant or recently had a child, they're expecting this Valentine's Day to be extra special. So you've been warned. Ladies, let's make sure to show our sweeties some love as well. All women and I know all my friends think that Valentine's Day is like strictly a, you know, a holiday for for us to get gifts. Well, that is not the case. We should not get a pass for that. Okay. We do not get a pass for that. We should spoil our men as well. Okay. Spoil them as well. They're losing sleep with a new baby. They're also waiting on your hand and foot if you're pregnant right now. So, you know. Let's take extra care of them. Yes, they are going to give you a gift for Valentine's Day, of course, but don't forget about them, all right? This week, we're going to talk about getting your baby circumcised. So I know this is kind of strange to go from Valentine's Day reminders to circumcision, but sometimes we have to pivot like that, okay? We're all going to have awkward moments. This is one of them. So yes, this week, we're going to talk about circumcision. Why are we going to talk about circumcision this week? Because that's what y'all want to talk about. Those are the questions you ask. So I always talk about the questions that you guys ask. So circumcision, if you don't know what that is, if you are pregnant for the first time and you're like, I have not even thought about circumcision. Well, it's a procedure that's done to remove the hood of the skin called the foreskin that covers the head or the glands of the penis. After the procedure, the end of the penis is exposed. So circumcision is usually done in full term baby boys within the first 48 hours of life. If not then, then most people get their baby circumcised within the first 10 days of life. And if your baby is premature, then it may take a little bit longer. Okay. But your baby can still get circumcised for the most part while the baby is in the hospital before the baby leaves home. Now, some babies that have to stay in the NICU for months and months and months and months, they may not be able to get circumcised until much later down the line. But for the most part, if your baby's in the hospital for less than a month in the NICU, the baby can get circumcised before um, going home. Your OBGYN or the baby's pediatrician will perform your baby's circumcision. Now, nine times out of 10, most OBGYNs do the circumcisions. I know that that's confusing for people. They're like, what? I thought you were women's health. What do you have to do with a boy's penis? Well, that is the only procedure that we will do all men. (laughs) Okay. They're not even men. They're baby boys, right? That is considered an OBGYN procedure, but a lot of pediatricians nowadays have been trained 
to do circumcisions. So if you are an OBGYN and you're listening, you're like, I don't do circs. Well, that's fine. Let the pediatricians do them. But there are pediatricians that just don't want to do circumcision because they don't do a lot, a ton of procedures. So either or your OBGYN or the baby's pediatrician will perform the baby circumcision. Now, there are several theoretical benefits of circumcision. And I say theoretical with air quotes, but I'll let you know what uh, some of the studies say. They say, oh, get your baby circumcised because there's a decreased risk rate of uh, STDs when they get older. And they also say, oh, your baby's not going to have any UTIs the first year of life. And they say, oh, well, it'll reduce your baby's risk of getting penile cancer as well. And it'll decrease development of irritation and inflammation of the penis. But y'all, I hate to let y'all in on this little secret, but circumcision really doesn't have a ton of medical benefits. It's considered a cosmetic surgery only. It's like getting your ears pierced, right? You don't have to get your ears pierced, but you want the baby pictures to be cute. So you get the baby's ears pierced with those little diamond studs. Okay. Same thing. It's a choice, right? Some people want their baby's ears pierced. Some people don't. Some people say, wait till your child is older and let them decide to get their ears pierced. Some people say, I'm not going to get their ears pierced and I don't want to ever to get it. Everybody is different. Okay. Cosmetic surgery and circumcision, same thing. It is a personal preference. So think about it. The rate of STDs in circumcised versus uncircumcised men, it's going to depend on the sexual habits of the men and the number of partners they have. Okay. Every man is not having sex with somebody with an STD. <laughs> so of course, if you don't have intercourse with somebody with STD, then then they won't get an STD. Okay. And I know we're not thinking down the line, right? You're like, I'm pregnant and I just want this information now. But this is what my patients talk to me about. Like, I don't want him to get any STDs. Well, let's make sure he doesn't have sex with anybody with an STD. Okay. And then that will decrease his rate. UTIs in boys, especially early in life, is extremely low to have a UTI in a little boy. Okay. That's why the data is like, uh, actually, no, it doesn't because the likelihood of a UTI in a little boy, super low, super low. And then penile cancer, y'all, it's like one of the rarest cancers that you can get. <laughs> so we're like trying to reduce the risk. I mean, this is not, you know, these like cancers of the genitalia and little boys, super rare. Okay. Even if you go all the way, it's not like if you reduce the risk of prostate cancer, colon cancer, I would say, ah. Uh, Oh, yeah, we got to do it, right? We want to do anything that can reduce your risk. But penile cancer? Y'all, that risk is so, so low that I can't ever tell somebody, hey, you need to get your baby circumcised because you need to reduce the risk of penile cancer. Because it's super, super rare. Okay. So I'm not telling you not to get your baby circumcised. Okay. Harrison got circumcised. Okay. Okay. You just got to know that there's not a whole lot of benefit except for cosmetic reasons. So now you've heard it because people will say, well, I thought there was benefit. The only reason I got it was because I thought it was going to be helpful. No, you wanted your baby's penis to look a certain kind of way. Okay. Because you wanted to be up with the social norm. Hey, I did it. I know. My husband was like, oh yeah, he needs to get circumcised. Everybody's different. Okay. Some people get circumcised, get their kids circumcised for religious reasons in general, okay? 
Some people get their baby circumcised for religious reasons at home. I completely understand that. Okay. Everybody's different when it comes to that. Now, when we talk about circumcision, let me make sure I'm clear. We are talking about boys being circumcised. Okay. Female circumcision here in the U.S. is not legal. Okay. And even if you're not in the U.S., honestly, Female circumcision is just like cruel and unusual, and it can cause a whole bunch of injury and pain to um, to our girls. So we don't ever, ever, ever talk about female circumcision. So when I'm talking about this, because I know that there are people that listen to pregnancy pros in other countries, we are talking about male circumcision. Okay, now let's talk about the risk. So like any surgery, there's always a risk of bleeding, and that risk is usually super low, but we have to tell you about it. Okay. You also have the risk of too much skin being removed. So all the glands are showing or too little skin be removed. Then you got that little skin bridge, that little flap of skin that's connecting between the shaft and the head that uh, won't go away. Yeah, you got that. And that needs to be surgically corrected even further. Then you got scar tissue that can form extremely rare, but it can happen. And usually that scar tissue happens if there's an infection and then you have some granulation tissue. We got to put that little silver nitrate on there. Sometimes you can have a little scarring. The silver nitrate is something we do to basically cauterize or create a scab there if there's bleeding. Okay. Sometimes you can get some scar for, uh, tissue formation after that. But even that is super rare. Some people... Uh, theorize that circumcision might lessen sensitivity to the tip of the penis, which can decrease sexual pleasure later in life. That has not been proven in any study. Not been proven. Okay. Not been proven. Now that you know a little bit more about getting your boy baby circumcised, let's go to some questions. So this week, no cases, just a bunch of questions. That's how many questions y'all had. So we're just going to do questions this week. All right, medical intern, let's go to our first question. Our first question is from a 26-year-old who recently had a baby three months ago. She didn't get him circumcised while he was in the hospital because she didn't think there was a benefit. Now, her husband really wants the baby circumcised. Is this something her OBGYN or the baby's pediatrician can do now? Okay, so the short answer is usually from an OB perspective, I can only speak from the OB perspective, after your baby leaves the hospital, no, they're not going to go and do your baby's procedure as an outpatient because mom and baby are both your pa- both the patient until the patient basically leaves the hospital. Now, the pediatricians do round and clear the patient, but that's the only time your OBGYN is going to do a circumcision on your babies when the baby's at the hospital. Now, most pediatricians also don't do circumcisions after your baby leaves the hospital. So if your baby is a couple months old, that means that, you know, those nerve fibers have been, those pain fibers have been, uh, are developed. So your baby can feel more pain. So the older your baby is, the more those nerve endings are developed. So now it's a matter of, hey, this can be painful if you're waiting over that three month mark. So urology usually does the circumcisions and they, it's done in the operating room. Okay. They put those babies to sleep and they numb the area and then they do the uh, procedures and operate. I know that if the babies are older than three months, it's a surgical procedure, meaning a surgical procedure by urology. Okay. Now the question is, you know, did you get this information beforehand? Because a lot of guys, they, they're not thinking about whether baby's getting circumcised or not. You probably are thinking to yourself, oh, I did not necessarily want my baby circumcised. 
But I would always ask the dads like to be sure before the baby leaves, like, are y'all on the same page about this baby getting circumcised? Because after that, it's not the little $150 out of pocket. It's a urology consult plus, you know, a surgical procedure. Okay. It's a different type of charge getting a newborn circumcised versus getting um, a baby that's a little older or even adolescent age, way older circumcised. That's, that's OR time that we're talking about now. Um, in most cases, now some urologists could possibly do an outpatient procedure at three months. I just don't know that to be exact. Um, but I know that your OBGYN and pediatrician, they're not going to do it once your baby's that old and once your baby's going home. So the case pearl for this case is circumcision after the immediate newborn period is considered a urological case and should be done by urology. All right, medical intern, what's our second case? So the next question is from a 23-year-old who has recently had her first child seven days ago, and she presents to the ER with her baby because of bleeding from the baby's circumcision site. He had undergone a bell clamp circumcision 24 hours earlier. On exam, he had oozing of blood from the circumcision site. There is no family history of bleeding issues. A pressure dressing was applied and the bleeding stopped. Two days later, the patient brought her baby back due to continued oozing from the circumcision site. Another pressure dressing was applied. The patient wants to know why is her baby having issues bleeding? Sometimes, so moms that refuse vitamin K, um, vitamin K is something that clotting factors need. We can start to see issues with bleeding, right? So if you're a vitamin K defendant, dependent clotting factors don't have vitamin K, well, then your clotting factors are not going to work. And as a result, you can have um, anyone, anybody that has a vitamin K deficiency can have uh, a cut or anything that's a puncture that can just ooze and ooze and ooze and bleed because your clotting factors aren't working. Now, if your baby did get vitamin K, then this could be a sign of one of the inherited bleeding disorders, okay? Like hemophilia. So different types of hemophilia. Some are X-linked, some are uh, autosomal recessive. You can have a bleeding disorder where, you know, you're missing certain clotting factors, okay? And with prolonged bleeding, especially you got two bleeds, you did pressure and two days later you're bleeding again? Well, that should require a workup, okay? Most of these babies are kept. They have a genetic workup that's done. You're going to have some bleeding studies that are also done so that they can figure out which clotting factor, if any, is missing. And then that clotting factor can be replaced. Sometimes if babies have genetic issues, you may not get that information back immediately, but they do know, hey, this is the most common clotting disorder that a baby has. They can work babies up specifically for that. You would need a genetic counselor to go through all of your history and your family to see if anybody else had a bleeding issue um, that you know of. But either way, extensive genetic history should be taken and this baby should get a clotting workup to see if there's a prolonged bleeding time. And if it is, that means that you need genetic testing for bleeding disorders, okay? So that's what that means to me. And it's not just a CERC site. If your baby has to get, you know, blood drawn, you can see bleeding from the IV site. If your baby, you know, 
gets cut, like you accidentally cut, cut your baby or scratch your baby, you can have bleeding from that scratch site. So just be very, very careful, especially until you get an answer, because this to me screams inherited bleeding disorder. And so the case pearl, and y'all, you know, I usually don't do case pearls for the questions, but since we only have questions, I figured we do case pearls. So the case pearl for this question is prolonged penile bleeding after circumcision could be a sign of inherited bleeding disorder. And it's actually a very common finding. Okay. And a reason for a workup. So you should get further workup. Um, it's definitely required anytime you have prolonged bleeding after it's. Do we have any more questions? Yes. Our last question is from a 31-year-old mom who recently delivered a full-term baby boy. She was told that her baby had a hypospadias. Can her baby get circumcised? And if so, when? Usually babies that have anything wrong with a penis don't get circumcised, at least while they're not in the hospital. So that's one of the things that we have to be cleared. So after your baby's born... When the pediatrician rounds on the baby the next morning, they do look at the penis and the scrotum to make sure that everything's normal there. And if there's a hypospadias, that's one of the reasons that they should not get it. Now, hypospadias, what that means is the, the urethral opening, okay, or the opening where urine exit, okay, should be in the middle of the penile head, okay? If you have a hypospadias, that means that the urethral opening or where the urine will come out is like lower, okay? Meaning on the bottom side of the penis, okay? And it could be in a number of places and there's different types of hypospadias or where that penile opening is somewhere lower on the penis. It could be a subcoronal where it's still at the head of the penis, but it's very at the very bottom of the head of the penis. It could be mid-shaft, meaning the stream of urine is literally coming from the middle uh, dorsal shaft of the penis, okay? Or it could be penile scrotal, meaning at that junction between the penis and the scrotum. There's your urethra, so all your urine is coming out of there. Y'all, that has to be surgically corrected. And sometimes the urologist will use the um, the foreskin for the correction, okay? For the graft for the correction. So because of that, we don't want your baby circumcised. We want to have the the repair done and they may need that foreskin uh, for the repair. Now, cosmetically, you know, you talk to your urologist about how that correction looks, okay? If you don't want, if you want it to look like as if it's circumcised, it probably will be because they need that skin, like I say, to, to graft it and help with the repair of the hypospadias, okay? But for now, mom, no, uh, you know, hypospadias is not something that's life-threatening, but we want to make sure that we know where the, you know, urethral opening is and we need to correct it, okay, to make sure that your baby is going to ha be able to have a normal flow of urine going forward. So the case pearl for this is babies with hypospadias or any other abnormalities of the penis should not be circumcised. Hypospadias repair is usually done between 6 and 12 months of life because it's not life-threatening, like I said before. So medical intern, I think that that should be all of our questions and she is shaking her head yes. So thanks so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls podcast. I hope you've learned about circumcision at least a little bit more. We'll definitely have another episode on this topic, but more so on when not to get your baby circumcised. Be on the lookout 
out for that one. If you have liked what you've learned, please support by rating and commenting on the show on whatever platform you listen to and share with a friend. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. And y'all can keep sending the DMs instead of emails if you would like. I don't mind them. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, which is youtube.com forward slash pregnancy pearls with Dr. Plenty for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition pregnancy pearls is a mean old lion media production pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.